Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And the show started. Hi. Hi, Pat. Hi. Big weekend last weekend. Halloween weekend. Wasn't that big for me. Yeah? I heard that the Cubs had a lot to do with um, not a lot of people. The Chubs. Not a lot of people really going out for Halloween because... The Halloween weekend, they were playing in the World Series, so most people were out to see the game versus wearing a costume. This is so uh, it just wasn't as populated the nightlife in Chicago, from what I've heard. Um, so I can kind of speak to that. Yeah. Uh, so I was Saturday. I went to the city. I went. I went to the uh, to Wrigleyville for the first part of the day and watched the first part of the Chubs game. Um, during what the day. was that like? Uh. It was cool to be down there. I mean, it's fun to see. You know, it's more if you're gonna watch a Chubbs game, I heard that's a place to it watch. It was actually a lot more controlled than people thought it was gonna be. Yeah, I mean, they, so they had these big trucks that were like attached to each other. They they look like the uh, the big snowplows, those big like orange ones. They were kind of like they were like that size and shape, but not orange. But um, they were all like locked together, and they would just be blocking the street. And they had cops everywhere. There was cops, and well, I was talking more about there was a lot of police activity up there. To keep it from getting too exactly. Rowdy. So the, the, also the team didn't do that good. They played three games there, yes. and the first two were just kind of soul crushing. I mean, yeah. there's it was, it was a big. I mean, if you're listening now, the series is over. <laughs> well, no. So we're gonna do two scenarios here, Pat. I'll get back to the the cops in a second, though. Uh, first scenario, let's react because uh, this comes out. We don't know what actually happens with the Cubs. Let's see your first scenario. Cubs just lost. Cubs are out of it. Cleveland won. Go. What I'm supposed to react to that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess I get what you're saying. Um, I expected them to lose in Game Five, and they didn't. So, so good for them for making it that far. Yeah, it, that definitely changed the course of things, and it, it just would have like, and you know, I can't speak from personal experience, but I just imagine it'd be very soul crushing if they just lost all three games at Wrigley Field. Like that mm-hmm. was supposed to be the weekend. Yeah. Of like all weekends, be a Cubs fan. Yep. You know, a lot of people were hoping. I guess they could have clinched it at home, or at least like, mm-hmm. you know, to win the first game would have been huge. I've yeah. never seen a demand for tickets for a sports event like that. Crazy. Right? It was like over two thousand dollars to stand. Yes. Yeah. It's crazy. Stand. Yeah. I've seen some really funny posts too. This guy was like, "For just three thousand dollars, you can stare at this pole for three hours because there's <laughs> like restricted viewing and stuff." Yeah. Place. It's it an old totally. ballpark. You know. It's crazy. It's crazy. So yeah. I, it, that was something I have never really seen. So I mean, I guess yeah. good for them for making it happen. Yeah, good for them. And Cleveland hasn't won a you know championship in Isn't World that Series crazy? in a bunch of years. Say, say so. they do win that both. Yeah. They hadn't had no any they won. So that's what we're saying. They won. Yeah. Yep. And then now they have two. Yeah. In the same year. It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Now they now they're getting a little cocky. <laughs> All right, Pat. Here's, I don't think here's so. the other one. And the Cubs win, Pat. Crazy. Comeback. Game seven. The Cubs came back and won it. It's crazy, right? Never, Can you believe they did it? No. No. Right? It's insane. Baseball, I still don't think even if it actually happens, it'll feel like it happened. Pat, you're really not playing into this well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speaking in the present. That's I what know, I always do. I know, but this is this comes out after we know what happens with the Cubs. And, and so they, they win, and I say so I actually went. feel how I feel, and everyone says I'm a big crybaby. <laughs> so you still don't feel like it actually happened, yeah, even though it happened now. Yeah, I th- that would just change so many, the culture of baseball. I think they've just always. I wonder how some fans would really feel, to be honest with you, because it's like you're chasing that your whole life, and then it actually happens. Yeah. It's like, you know, now what? I guess you keep chasing after it and you get to live in the now and it's all good. But like, 
from personal experience, and I know it's not the same. Yeah. I know it's not the same, so yep. don't critique me completely for this. But I felt weird after seeing my favorite band after waiting to see them for so long. Yeah, I felt weird. Guns and Roses, you're yes. talking about. Yeah, you can say their name on this. I felt weird seeing Guns N' Roses and when it was all over because I always had in my head what would that actually be like mm-hmm. for me. Yes. So I guess for them, it, it it would be kind of like, can you believe that really just happened? Like, now what is this big thing that just, yeah. would you could you imagine? Now what? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like uh, the Cleveland Browns. I always picture it's like kind of your identity as a fan base at right. some point. It's like you stick with them through all the tough yeah. times and maybe one day just maybe one yeah, day but, you wish for it for christmas and yeah. your birthday every year yeah but then after that's kind of your identity then it's kind of it is kind of weird like what what now you know mm-hmm. i still don't look at the boston red sox the same mm-hmm. i still don't yeah and i i remember when the white Sox won yeah i i didn't feel like i thought i would feel when it happened it was that instant like i couldn't believe i was watching mm-hmm. it you know, I was only 14 when it happened. Yep. I can't imagine what that would be like to have waited even longer. Yeah. But those, like, they keep showing this older woman who's, like, in her 90s or 80s. Like, yeah. Cherry on top, man. Yeah. So uh, back to the present before this is, I guess, by the time people listen to us, the past. But uh, so I was there this past weekend, like I said, and there were so many cops everywhere. And some had much better positions than others. Some were like sitting on top of buildings, like they just got to chill out. Like they literally had two like ta- two chairs from one of the bars, and were just sitting on a roof, just overlooking. And then some guys had to sit like in the alleyway. Like some guy was literally just stuck in an alleyway with nobody there. That sucks. Well, he was probably yeah. looking for those people who don't, you know, I guess celebrate that often. Maybe yeah. had a little too much sauce. The neighborhood, you know, there's a lot of bars, so they're exposed to that. Yeah. And. Know. It's kind of like when you first go to college, man. Yep. Hey, I hear you, Pat. And uh, so there was actually, it's actually good that the guy showed up in that alley later. But here's the crazy thing. Because earlier, before the cop showed up in the alleyway, this is right outside of uh, Dave Cook, not friend of the show's um, place in Wrigleyville. So this girl just squats down an alleyway and just takes a piss. And she was doing that. Nice. We were thinking about it because to get into the bar to go to the bathroom, you got to pay probably hundred bucks. You know, it's like oh, that was ridiculous. think about that. I could not believe they were charging people the amount of money yeah. they were to get into the bar. Like, well, I'd understand yeah. a cover, but the length they took it to, like, yeah. it was too. I think it was over two hundred dollars to get in the John Barleycorn. Yeah, and and the crazy thing was like you couldn't re-enter. That is just so. It's insane. That is just yeah. wrong, man. And uh, just the no re. It's like just pushing it a little. Far. I, I understand that like you got to. It's all in you know retrospect. It's like. The but tickets think about were, this, Jared. The tickets They're already are two thousand. The bar. They're already gonna pack the bar. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying if they, you're you're looking at at a bar, at a business like it's like a person, like they should do the right thing. They they just want to make should the most money. Should everyone do the right thing? <laughs> I know, but but these businesses they just care about making money, and if somebody's gonna pay for that, that's just like straight. You know, I couldn't believe people I don't, were I gonna pay for that. that. They did, I and they did. That costs more to get into a, like a regular season Cubs game. Yes, that's very true. Just to that's stand at a, a loud bar. Yeah, no, I I. I totally the idea of it I think is horrible, but I think from a business standpoint, that's I mean if you can get somebody to pay you a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars to go inside your place and then pay for drinks and you know sit in there for hours, why? I mean you're gonna take advantage of that. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's crazy. It's absolutely insane. Um, so yeah. Anyway, it was it was uh, cool down there. I did not stay through the whole game because I went to uh, two other Halloween parties. And so like you were saying with how like the Cubs game affected Halloween was. All the parties that I went to had the Cubs game. They were, you know, like, oh, we're starting earlier because Cubs game on. We're going to have the Cubs game on during the whole thing. So it kind of did affect, you know, it was kind of like a part of it. And I know people that didn't go to things because they just wanted to watch the game. And then also there's a lot of people in Wrigleyville. Most 95% of the people were wearing Chubb stuff and not uh, like Halloween costumes, mm-hmm. which typically would have been wearing Halloween costumes on that day. And then, But the crazy thing is, though, as crazy as it was, people saw the images like when they won um, – you know, when they won against the Dodgers mm-hmm. at home, how crazy Wrigleyville was then. During the World Series when they lost, it was pretty dead at the bars after the games, which is kind of crazy. Soul crushing. Soul like crushing, yeah. Like you were saying. So uh, the weekend, though, uh, good stuff. Halloween. How was how was your Halloween, Pat? I didn't dress up. First time in my life. Did not dress up. I thought you were going as Kiss. Uh, we were supposed to. We didn't do anything. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. It was yeah. 
It was the Cubs were playing this the weekend. The Chubs, yeah. The Chubs. No, yeah, I know. It's uh, yeah, a lot less stuff and going on. And it wasn't out. actually on Halloween. Halloween was actually on a Monday. <laughs> That's your guess, yeah. And, yep. and the Bears were playing. We'll the get Bears that. were playing. That was the most quiet Halloween I've ever experienced. Yeah. Not a lot of trick-or-treaters over here. That's my my parents said the same thing. I wasn't at my house. I was working during most of the time Halloween. You know, they keep moving. It's like three to trick seven. Trick-or-treating. It's crazy. Or something to eight. Yeah, it's, they keep moving earlier and earlier. Um, but yeah, it's like, and, and my parents were saying maybe it's just our neighborhood is getting older, you know, like maybe well, it was like that over here too. Yeah. You just feel like, you know, there, there was much younger kids on the block when I was, you know, younger. And so it was like, ha- Halloween used to be, trick-or-treating used to be insane around so my where, neighborhood. where are the young kids at then? That's my I don't know. You take not that in off. my neighborhood. Not in my well, I think there's even less, I just know in my city in general, uh, because they've had, they're talking about closing down one of the middle schools because there's not enough kids in it. Wow. Which is before it was an issue where they used to have these trailers. They used to pull up like mobile units and there would be like two classrooms in there. And I remember my sixth grade orientation, they had just pulled up these mobile homes. And in the orientation, uh, he goes ahead and says, uh, you know, don't call the kids that are in these trailer trash and stuff like that, (laughs) which is just a great. Okay, never would have thought of that had you not brought that up. Now that you brought it up, you know, then the sixth grade kids are calling people that are in the mobile units trailer trash. So. Thank you for that, uh, Mr. Evans. So, anyway, <laughs> back to I think there's less trick or treaters. I don't know if it's just a, a like in general there's less trick or treaters, or if that's just the area that I happen to be in. It just there's like less kids in I my just, neighborhood. I, for whatever reason, was really paranoid about this year, and all that's gone down in the Chicagoland area with yep. crime and you know the clowns and all yep. that. And I just I couldn't believe how quiet it was. Yeah, it was actually really nice. Yeah, were you giving out candy? Um, they were giving out candy here. Yeah. Yeah. I was not at my house. Okay. So I didn't buy candy. Gotcha. And, um, but when I came over here and it was like maybe six o'clock, so there was like an hour or two yeah, left. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 doorbell rang maybe twice. Yeah. That's why I think even at like seven, yeah, I think it was like two people go past my house and it was like the kids who came up here. I said, just dig in, man. Yeah. Like, go for it, it, man. Go crazy. Big bowl yeah, of candy. You know, that's a uh, high supply, low demand. Those kids are going to get a lot of lot of candy if they want it you know you just got to work for it yeah yeah um next thing here pat since we're on the topic of halloween the the bears played on halloween they did Uh, i seen some some characters dressed up and i loved how they did a chucky feature at the end of the game with that was really cool (laughs) so yeah gruda talked about how he always wears uh a, a Chucky mask on Halloween. Well, just how he got the name. I never knew how he got the name. Like, obviously, okay, yeah. he makes some, like, grin, grinning faces yeah. that kind of yeah. resembles it. But he talked about the actual, like, moment it happened where they were at practice and the running back went the wrong way and yeah. he went ballistic and they started calling him Chucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, so that was uh, – I, I like that. Um, Did you see Matt Hasselbeck dressed up as – or was it Matt Hasselbeck or his brother? Who's the one on ESPN? Uh, Matt Hasselbeck. Yeah, it's oh, Matt wait, Hasselbeck. no. Uh, there's Tim and Matt. I don't know which. I, I think I it was know. Matt. Okay. Matt dressed up as Brian Erlacher. I did not see that. He wore no. a full Bears yeah. football uniform, yeah. shoulder pads, yeah. pants, everything, and he had a whole thing of black hair. Oh, that is good. Yeah. That is a good move. Um, so I think it's Tim Hasselbeck, now that I'm thinking about it. But whatever. It doesn't matter. We it's know who we're talking about. One yeah. of them. Okay. Um, one of the things... Uh, that was that I noticed during the uh, during like the announcing of the game is Gruden says this is my I think he said that the Minnesota Vikings are ATG and he had this abbreviation you know this uh, acronym up on on the like board and it says and it stood for anything goes ATG and he had this whole list of like oh you can run I don't know it was like these stupid like you know football terms underneath that he was using and then about like <laughs> five minutes later. The other announcer, I don't know who the other announcer was last night. Yeah. Um, but he said, uh, yeah, I think I would have gone with AG, not ATG for anything goes, because anything's one word. And he said this, <laughs> he said this kind of like subtly, like while kind of the play was going on. And it was just one of those things that during the time when that ATG thing popped up, everybody that was watching it with me was like, yeah, that doesn't, a- ATG, that's a, first of all, that's a horrible, like, what are you just, this that's random, just acronym. stupid thing you're throwing We're just in. just going to throw letters together. Yeah. That, so, but that, that a top of it, but like to have your person that you're doing it with on national television call you out on it <laughs> is a little bit ridiculous. Um, he was right, but. Uh, well, here's, here's another, <laughs> here's another like subtopic to that, that. We could just touch on lightly. I always heard that there's kind of 
a little bit of bitterness between actual broadcasters and then people from the sports industry who mm. end up broadcasting mm-hmm. because there's the people who yeah. did their time, yeah. they did their studying, yeah. and they're well-spoken. And then there's just, like, experts, who, like Gruden, who yeah. was a coach. I, I I'm not a coach. Expert, but he was a, yeah. he was a good personality well, I feel like he know a lot about football right. being a coach, yeah. So I always I heard through the grapevine that there's always like this little bit of bitterness. I could see that. Yeah. So maybe yeah. that was him just expressing that. Totally. Um, uh, yeah. I, like there's I, a television yeah. aspect in it and the preparation yeah. part of it, and they you know you don't know what goes on behind exactly. the scenes. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I'm sure there's a lot more people that work with each other that don't like working with each other than you realize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but the Bears won. Nobody expected the Bears to win. They played well. And they played well. It was just weird the Vikings, watching. Uh, the it was Vikings just... have had two bad weeks in a row now. Yeah. But they were looking like they were going to be a legitimate football team. Yes, exactly. So it's just kind of crazy because we were talking about how bad the Bears are. And then it was like, in every, going in, this is the one week I went into it being like, I have no hope for this team right now. This is like going <laughs> to be a blowout. And then it was like the complete opposite. Yeah, it was just weird. It was just like. You know, it's kind of why you watch a sport because you're kind of like, oh, you can be surprised and that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, that was Halloween. That was that Halloween. Was Halloween. Uh, so, Pat, I saw something in a Shark Tank that uh, I think you would have loved. It was called Beam, B-I-E-M. And guess what it was, Pat? B-I-E-M? Yep. I don't know. Based on the name, it actually, there's no, I don't understand why it's called BM? that. But, no, it's, it's, you can get a stick of butter. Okay. And you stick it in this little, like, um, it's like the size of maybe like a big sugar shaker. You know, it's like, it's like you know, like, not a sugar shaker, like something you pour sugar out of maybe for coffee and one of those type of things. Okay. It's about that size. And you stick a full stick of butter in it. And then it heats up. Like as soon as it senses when you're picking it up off the table and it starts heating up the butter and then it turns it into a spray. I don't like that. Why don't you like that? I like the physicalness of the butter. Oh, you like, okay. Okay, yeah. you like, yeah, you like the texture. And I you like, like actually okay. biting my teeth into it. Okay, then you would hate this. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, I, uh, I'm sorry I brought this up. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> it's got to be in the middle, man. Yeah. It's like, you know, when you get pizza and sometimes you get it, it's just super hot and it just yep. slides right off. Yeah. It's like nobody wants that kind of pizza. You want the pizza that's kind of like been done. It's yep. like maybe 10, 20 minutes. Yeah. And you no. finally dig in. It's like I, me and butter, man. Yeah. I don't want it <laughs> falling all over the place, splashing in my eye. Have you ever had a chicken Kiev? Yes. Biting into the... Oh, yeah. Cutting into those things is yep. dangerous. Yes, with the butter. It can, yeah. It butter can just your, goes your, squirting your... and splashing all over the place. <laughs> dangerous. I can't argue with that. Uh, yeah, you got to watch out for your clothes then. You know, you got to be careful. Ice. You're right. Solid, solid cold butter. You don't have to worry about I'm that. I'm not saying cold butter. No, you want it real cold. Uh, no. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean, Pat. I know what you mean. Like room temperature, maybe a little, but like just out of the a fridge. A little melted. Yeah, just out of the fridge. Yeah. It's like, you, you know, when you put a piece of butter and a thing of mashed potatoes and you have it's like melted, but it's yeah. still there. That's my kind yeah. of butter. Pat, I wanted to see if you agree with this. Um, Probably People not. say this a lot, but there's two type of people in this world, right? There's uh, Jonathan people or there's Drew people. Talking about the Property Brothers. Which one are you, Pat? I don't even know what that is. You don't even know the Property Brothers? No. What oh, is my that? God. Uh, Property Brothers is a show where these guys... I don't watch TV, man. <laughs> Pat, I was really hoping you'd have an answer for Jonathan or Drew for me. No. Um, Should I? I'm more of a Jonathan guy. I don't know. You're what probably that means. more of a Drew guy. Though. I don't know. Okay, what that yeah. Means. You know what, Pat? Could We're going to look it up. What that means? I'm going to give you I'm their sure Snapchat. Not everyone listening knows what that means. <laughs> I'm going to give you their Snapchat handle after this. You can follow them on Snapchat. No. Both of the property bros. Uh, they're one of those. Okay, here's here's my here's my. Uh, if I were to give you a synopsis of them without you having to watch a the show, they're basically two brothers that, uh, in my opinion, were probably a little a nerdy. I don't know what that's yeah, like. they're twin brothers, um, and they are a little too close for my liking. Um, you know, like a little bit like they like, do everything together. Yeah, they do everything together, and maybe they've you know. What? Experiment. <laughs> Experimented with what? <laughs> hey, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe You're houses. You're the one saying it. Maybe the houses. All I'm saying is um, great guys, though. Funny guys. Uh, <laughs> they're more funny in the sense that, like, they're a little dorky, and uh, they think that they're, you know, they think they're a little cooler than they are, but they're fine. They're nice guys. They're overall nice. Anyway, property bros, Pat. Uh, you're more of a Drew guy, I guess. What does this have to do guy. with property? Um, they buy houses, and then they fix them up. No, okay, somebody wants to buy a house, and they say 
they say, I want all these things in my house. And like, oh, this is what it would cost to get that house. And it's like way more than this person has in the budget. But they say, but what we can do is get you a crappier house and then we'll renovate it. And then you can have all those things you wanted and it'll be way less expensive. That's the, that's the show. Okay, well, whatever, Pat. I'm going to do one more thing on the sports and we'll get off this. Dwayne Wade, um, Marquette alum, now a member of the Chicago Bulls. Two Marquette alums. Two Marquette, on the, it's, it was interesting. And they actually they played the Celtics the other day. Jay Crowder was on the team. There was three Marquette alums on the ball. Anyway, represent. Cool. Represent. So Dwayne Wade, in his uh, first game as a bull, makes a three-pointer with very little time left, and it kind of seals the game. Dagger. It's over. And he does a, uh, a thumb slashing I've motion across his he neck. Fined. Yeah, fine $25,000 for that. Which I've seen he makes like multiple $100,000 a game. So in it's, retrospect. In retrospect, it's not a crazy amount. But it, to me... I I don't understand. Like, is that really something? And like, he knew he wasn't even upset about him getting fined because he knew that was going to happen. Just that's kind of the rules. And I understand they have the rules. That's why and you can't really break them. And it's you know, it's like he knew that he shouldn't have done that. But at the same time, like, I don't know. I guess I just don't know the rules of where they draw the line. This goes back seems... to the the bow and the yeah, arrow thing we talked yeah. about recently. It's just it's, you can't every... just don't even do anything. Yeah, just don't even do anything. Yeah. I mean, eventually they're going to take the fist pump out. Yeah, I mean that's it. I'm just getting nervous how much it's getting reflective in the uh, just in the real world. Society, sensitive. yeah, in society, and it just it it just makes me nervous. Obviously, the NFL and the NBA are like private organizations; they can do what they want with their own rules and stuff. But it's just that's kind of the mentality that's kind of going around, which is just kind of scary. <coughs> you know, like no more entertainment. No man. more entertainment. Yeah, and not and everyone's obviously feelings there's are plenty hurt. of entertainment without him doing that, but. I don't think anybody was actually offended. I can by see that how someone could possibly take that the wrong way, but yeah. there's no way that's intended towards what would actually upset someone. Bird up. Yeah. No, I, exactly. And he didn't do it at someone. It's not like he like. It's one thing if you like knocked a guy down and then like stared at him the ground and then did the thing across the neck. That's like a lot. Right. Like, okay, it's a little aggressive. But he did it like away from everybody and like after he made a three point shot at the end, saying it's you know the game's over. Anyway, whatever. Game over. Whatever. Man. Game over. So, uh, speaking of games, really yeah. quick. Go for it. Are you a gamer? Am I a gamer? As in, uh, I play some video games from time you to do. time. Do you like Rockstar games? Oh, like Grand Theft Auto? Yeah. Yeah, I like and, Red, and Red Dead, Dead Redemption. Redemption 2. Yes. Released in October next year, I believe. Yes. That's the only game I ever finished. You mean you only, only finished the first Red Dead Redemption? Yes. Okay. Uh, that's a good game. And then I, I bought the uh, undead zombie version. I thought it was yeah. stupid. It was a little stupid. I didn't know that it was going to be a zombie game yeah. with no guns. <laughs> and just, and I, you're playing I, as I, a son. I played yeah. that game like two times, and I'm like, that was a waste of money. Yeah. Um, the original game was great, though. Yeah. Uh, the guy at work, Adam, plays a lot of games. He said that might be the best game ever made. I don't think so. Like, uh, I loved playing Grand Theft Auto. I <laughs> never had the time or the patience yeah. to finish it. The, the, the way... The way Rockstar does their games, I think it was Adam at work brought up a good point. It's it's like you're watching a movie. Like it's basically like you're playing through a movie. They have these in-depth characters, and they have it more even with Grand Theft Auto than I think Red Dead Redemption. But it, it's for like I understand why people like it, and I I enjoy it too. But like you're sitting there and you watch these kind of scenarios play out, and kind of what you're doing affects these whole kind of like storyline. Mm-hmm. And it's like you're literally like watching a movie that you're playing for you know hours on end. And it's kind of just a different aspect of entertainment and uh, opposed to watching a movie or something like that. It's kind of just more interactive. And no, I think it's, I'm, I'm looking forward to that game because it's, uh, me too. It was, I, I enjoyed the last one. Yeah. Good call, Pat. Good call on that. Um, so, Pat, I wanted to talk about something that's, uh, very personal to me and it's, uh, my shampoo. <laughs> I was uh, not expecting that. And actually, more my lack thereof. Oh, you don't use a lot of shampoo? I haven't used shampoo in like three years. Do you know you that? You just use soap? I don't use soap. What? Yeah. This is a crazy thing. Do and I realize that I... No. I realize that people... Uh, I tell people this in person. Like if they... I don't bring Do this up like out of nowhere. you have like the greasiest head of hair? I don't. You can, feel, you can feel my hair. I don't want to feel I'm saying hair. you can feel my hair right now. Um, so this is something that was brought up on a Adam Carolla podcast like years ago. Like three, you know, It was like three or four years ago. And they were like... Uh, this lady called in. And she was like, uh, oh, you know, people tell me I have great hair all the time and I don't use shampoo and all this stuff. And I was like, what, you know, what's that about? And so 
you know, anyway, then I did some more research into it. And it turns out that uh, you definitely don't need to use it at all. And But here's how you can not use it. Let me go into a little more detail here. So uh, people think it's gross at first. They're like, how is your hair? You know, you think you would assume my hair would be greasy or smelly or uh, maybe I, I'd dude, have dandruff or something like that. I can't not shower in the morning. So like, my that's, hair so would just I go was, everywhere. So that's exactly how I – that's how I was. I used to – if I didn't shower – by the by, basically, I'd shower in the morning every day, and by nighttime, my hair would start kind of clumping together and be like greasier uh-huh. and stuff like that. I had to shower every day, so uh, it was really annoying to me because I didn't love doing that. And also, somebody brought up a point where what you're doing with showering is you're you're taking out all the oils and the you know, and then you put them back with a conditioner or whatever. And it's like, or and also, shampoo was something invented by Procter and Gamble, you know, was it like eighty in the you know in the twenties or thirties. It was it was not it's not always been in existence. It's not like soap. It's soap even, yeah. And soap, to a certain extent, was not in the same. Yeah, soap, it was invented a long time ago, but soap's still been around for a long time. Anyway, uh, what I did is I started tapering myself off. I would use shampoo every day, then I went every other day, then like every like two days, three days. And eventually, your hair, and my hair never even ended up smelling at any point. Like my hair, you can smell my hair right now. It smells great. Isn't it greasy? It smells though? great. It's not. It's really do you not, not greasy. Sweat? So I, I do. I sweat and I work on cars and I do stuff and like, but you, I rinse it out with hot water. Like you know, I take a shower. I rinse it out just with water every morning. And that works. And that works. Yeah, I don't. So that's just a little. Uh, I know people. You know. So what's uh, what? Why not use shampoo though? Is it? Um, I've heard using too much is bad. Yeah, using too much is bad. It's just kind of like why use it. So you're all about the economy, man. Saving money? Is that <laughs> well, it? Well, it's a it's, it's marginal amount. I don't think anybody spends well, that's my a point. ton of money on shampoo. But it's like, uh, to me, to me, the biggest thing was I used to, if I didn't shampoo every day, then I was, my hair was super greasy at the next day. So there'd be times where I'd go camping or go on vacation and I couldn't shampoo, I couldn't shower that day. You know, and then my hair would be greasy at night, or even like I go out, you know, to bar or something, and then like so my you're hair saying would be greasy by at night. stop using shampoo, your hair stops getting greasy. Yeah, and my dad, like my dad's done this for a while too, and he doesn't have to use like gel in his hair anymore. His his hair's just his hair's not greasy, but it's not like he used to like gel it to kind of slick it back. His his, his hair is different. Everybody's hair is different, so yes. everybody will probably react differently. Mine but, does not go backwards. Yeah, mine doesn't really go. Mine goes so, up. <laughs> so his is more like, uh, you know, he used to like. I used to even have some dandruff and stuff, and I don't. And I used to some dandruff shampoo. I don't. I don't have it anymore, and I don't uh, use the shampoo. I don't know. Just kind of crazy. Just a little throwing it out there. Just a little fun fact. I would understand if it yeah. was like hair restoration or something. Um, I mean, are all of my uncles bald? Yes. Um, except for except for <laughs> on my dad's side, did all of them side. use shampoo? Did all of them use shampoo? Yes. yes. Sim- <laughs> similarity? No. I wasn't even thinking about that when I did that. But yes, did they all use shampoo? Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you, they did. So um, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, anyway, that's just a little uh, Jared fact of the day. Jared fact of the day. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was thinking we go through some emails here, Pat. Yeah. How about that? Okay. Um, you can do the first one. Actually, I'll do the first one. Because I decided, because I have the papers in front of me. Okay, this is from... Hey, boss. This is from B-Rad. So he says, what is the absolute least amount of money you could get paid to eat a pine cone? Rock on, fellas. Rock on. B-Rad. P.S. to Pat. Butter? Question mark. I hardly know her. <laughs> <laughs> B-Rad is rad. B-Rad is rad. Uh, so least amount of money you could pay to eat a pine cone. Um, is there, what are the side effects of eating a pine cone? I get it tastes terrible. It has is that, it like, non-edible? Sticky, uh, that sticky whatever that is. Yeah, the it's sap. Like, the sap. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't know. I can't stand the smell of those. Ooh, this this citrusy. Yeah, I know. Uh, Just those trees in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pine nuts are edible. Seeds of the pines, um, but the pine cones, not so. Okay, so. I'm gonna. So How I don't. I think, I think digest. I think it's gonna be okay to. I don't think it's gonna be the worst to digest. No. Because you can you can swallow things that aren't edible and they'll still go through your system. So let's assume you're. Do you have an example? Jared? I don't have a personal example. No. No, I don't. But um, I think if you pulled, I would eat it by pulling apart the little the, each little spline, and I think eating it that way. I'd have to like blend it up. Blend it up. Blend it up. Yeah. That's well. That's probably put it not in a bad like a. 
like a a mint ice cream shake. I was gonna say like a like a topping for a pie crust. I hate pie. <laughs> <laughs> well, not pie. Okay, you mixed in a mint a mint pine cone shake. I I don't hate that idea. Uh, what's the least amount of money um, to eat something that would be potentially if if I could blend it up like that yeah. and put it in something, I'd say like fifty bucks. I'm gonna go with a thousand. You're one of the thousand. I'm not gonna just put shit in my mouth for you know something I could make <laughs> working. That's a good point. Not that, bucks is not, not a that lot. long period Why of I, time. I sound pretty desperate for money if I say fifty bucks. Um, okay, if I'm eating it straight, if I'm eating it straight up, I'm still gonna say like. Man, I don't know. And it's like, yeah. do I have to it haggle with somebody? It would still be under $1,000. No, he's saying, well, it's at least, he's wanting to know our price. And he's probably going to do a crowdfunding so we can get that. <laughs> <laughs> if I get added in some other sort of food, I have no problem with doing it yeah, for like 50 bucks. Yeah, if I feed it straight, I'm probably going to say maybe five. 5000 Yeah. That's a lot of money, Pat. If I eat it straight up, it's it's like, it's like it's in the like four to $500 range. I, I'm not going to do something for yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, in something, I can do it for like 50 bucks because imagine how sick you're gonna feel well we don't know we don't know how sick we're gonna feel i think i'm gonna feel sick well we'll find out right once he raises the money thanks brad for the uh for the question i don't know if you've seen but there was a video of me one time trying to drink a concoction that didn't taste really good and it didn't end up really well for me uh i did not see that the video has since been gone you did not no oh there was like some challenge going around senior year of college Mm. so alcoholic challenge and my concoction was really bad no i did not i definitely did i not got see that. sick yeah <laughs> but i still posted it oh like sick dirty or just like actually sick like i threw up yeah <laughs> okay here's the next email uh you guys continue to email show at chubstep chubstep.podcast at gmail.com uh here's the next one here this is from uh, michael, michael thomas james subject tune step i like listening to music when i run but it's hard to really get in the zone unless it here, I think it means I hear the two most chubbing boys in my dome pods. However, there aren't enough encouraging beats during the step. Pat, mm-hmm. Jared, please make a 30 second workout jam where you guys say encouraging things over techno so I can loop it during my run. Thank you. Yeah. Chubb, you at the finish line, MTJ. Is that a question? Uh, he won- Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's a, not a question. It's, he's it's asking. A he's asking something of us. Yes, <laughs> it's not a direct question. Thirty um, seconds. So we each got so, fifteen, and we have to do. Well, I think we can just kind of just go. We can just go back and forth. Just say. So he just wants us to uh, just say a bunch of workout terms. Yeah. And then I'll throw some techno beat in post mm-hmm. after this. Ready? Um, man, you work on that body. Yeah, looking good. Looking good, baby. Feeling fresh. Work that body. Work that body. Um, do it to it. Yeah, you think that's lifting? Check out this. <laughs> um, lifting. Bro, do you even lift anymore? I don't think so. Pick that up and put it down. Now. <laughs> Hit them squats. <laughs> now deep. <laughs> Breathe in and exhale. Up, down. Up, down. Feeling crazy. Getting huge, boys. Getting huge. In more ways than one. <laughs> I think that'll, I think that'll suffice. Uh, MTJ, love, uh, love the question. <laughs> hope that, hope that helps out for your, uh, your workouts. Um, shout out to MTJ for working out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wish I could do that. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, I could. I, I just, <laughs> I, I don't anymore. I don't know why. Yeah. Well. Maybe this will help, Pat. Maybe we'll put yeah. this. Maybe, you can put, maybe your own words will help out uh, with, what, <laughs> with what you're looking for. My own words haven't been helping out. No, no. But maybe mine looped in with a techno beat as well as yours will help out. Okay, how about a, uh, how about a Jeff Goldblum movie review? Hi, hi, hi. I'm Jeff Goldblum. You, you interest me strangely. You have uh, you've uh, uh, tapped into some kind of secret vein. Why would you do that to Goldblum? <laughs> What's Goldblum ever done to you? What's Goldblum ever done to you? Forget the fat lady. You're obsessed with the fat lady. <laughs> because she's sweet and like a peach, and like a juicy and sweet. You, you're afraid to be too Goldblum. He no. thinks if he smells Goldblum, he's gonna be Goldblum. I jam in them. Into his pocket. I'm gonna get my Goldblum on. That is one big pile of shit. Goldblum is content. 
Uh, people always ask me how I pronounce my name, Goldblum or Goldblum. Uh, I always tell them the same thing. How dare you speak to me? He almost said the other one. <laughs> Good thing I didn't. Because this was Cats and Dogs, 2001. The TV show? Cat no, uh, different than that Cat Dogs. sucked. Well, this was a movie called Cats and Dogs, directed by Lawrence Gutterman, who directed The Son of Mask, the sequel to The Mask. Well, the sequel with Jamie Kennedy. The best, man. <laughs> with Jamie Kennedy. Funny thing about The Son Especially of the Mask. Especially when they have different characters. Yeah, the funny thing about The Son of the Mask. I actually love Jamie Kennedy, but I uh, did not love The Son of the Mask. But funny thing, I was at the, uh, the, the auto museum in Volo, Volo Auto Museum in Illinois, and... They had the car from the Son of the Mask at there, and I just thought it was a funny, like, like what a random, you know, just like, oh, awesome, you guys have that car. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, directed by Lawrence Gutterman. So this is starring Jeff Goldblum. He is a, another professor in this movie. Another in line with Pat saying that Jeff Goldblum always plays smart guys. Yeah. So in this case, he Show is a Professor Brody, and he is trying to cure the uh, people when people have dog allergies. He's trying to cure that. Right, so like he he's basically saying, yeah, it's a good cause. He's basically saying if people didn't have dog allergies, basically a lot more people would own dogs. So he's like that. He's married to in this movie, married to Elizabeth Perkins, who's in Weeds. She was in Big in the Flintstones movie in the '90s. She was Wilma. Uh, Toby Maguire. All these people are voices from here on out. Um, and they're so here's the thing. Toby Maguire in 1991. Toby, this is 2001. Oh, I thought you said 91. No, 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 no. Toby Maguire, Alec Baldwin, Charlton Heston, John Lovitz, Susan Sarandon, Sean Hayes, Michael Clark Duncan. I'm a big fan of Susan Sarandon's voice. Yeah. Well, you then you would love this movie, Pat. Uh, so she has that nice aged. Um, yeah. I guess you could say cougar voice. Well, this was 15 years ago. It was less of an aged cougar voice. So it was still aged. Still aged. So uh, the whole concept of this movie is, yeah, like I said, Jeff Goldblum's trying to cure dog allergies, and in this scenario, dogs are smart. They're as smart as humans. They can talk to each other. Cats are trying to destroy Jeff Goldblum because they don't want people to have a cure to dog allergies because then people own more dogs and less cats. And so uh, the cats the cats are all conspiring to defeat Jeff Goldblum and all the dogs are conspiring, you know, they are like they have like agents. So, you know, they like send people out. They send a dog out to that guy's house to protect them and they talk to each other and stuff like that. It's very uh, kind of corny in that sense. Uh, I saw this movie in theaters. I remember that. I also rewatched it earlier just to, you know, get some more, just to double check on some of these things. But um, uh, this movie is, uh, can't say it's more directed to kids than, than you know, I think it's pretty straightforward. This is pretty directed to kids. Uh, Goldblum, it's, he's not the most Goldblum in this movie. I'd like to see more him being more Goldblum. But uh, it's not a bad movie. It's not a great movie. This is a, this is an in-between movie, Pat. In-betweener. In-betweener, which is in the Jeff Goldblum movie review, a Harry Connick Jr. That's right. It's been a while since I've been doing the thing. So this is a middle-tier Jeff Goldblum movie. It's okay. It's great for kids. Not a great overall movie. So that's my review of Cats and Dogs. Hey, man. Can't win them all. Can't win them all. But here's some Tanzania news. The infection causes immediate respiratory failure, and scientists claim that these patients are now transmitting to the You know what Fugazi is? Fugazi. It's a fake. Fugazi. Fugazi. It's a wazi. It's a wazi. It's a fairy dust. What are you, from Tanzania? Yes, I am. Nothing says winning like Tanzania news. Nothing says winning like Tanzania news. So this is uh, World Bank urges Tanzania to reform tax system. Right? I'm lost already. You're lost already. So I'll, I'm going to break this down pretty simple here, Pat. So uh, a new report from World Bank is urging Tanzania to reform its tax system in order to maintain its impressive rate of economic growth. So what it's saying here is that Tanzania is actually the second largest economy in Eastern Africa next to Kenya. So, but here's the problem is that Tanzania's tax system is behind. Apparently they've had like one reform in the past bunch of years. And while these other companies have been like changing their tax system all the time to kind of meet the demands of these incoming companies and stuff like that. Here's kind of what we were talking about earlier with the Wrigleyville thing, as far as taxes go, uh, as much as you in, in an ideal world, you would like to think that 
that businesses have a heart and have a, you know, oh, they should do that because it's a good thing. The bottom line of a business is to make money. Yes. They're they're literally a business that is their purpose. Okay, I'm just going to start here by saying you don't take it to the level of bars that Wrigley took it to. That's what you're trying to say to me right now. What do you mean? What do you mean? If you're saying, oh, (laughs) it's a business, it's a business, you charge people $200 to get an old bar. I'm not saying I would. Don't you think that's a little taking advantage of it? I'm I'm not disagreeing with that, but I don't think you can. You can charge, you know, I, I'm not disagreeing that that's ridiculous, but also the way people should react to that is by not going into those bars. If people are paying into the bars, I think the, the, the system and economic system, you have, apparently there's enough demand that they can charge people that amount of money. Do I think it's ridiculous? Yeah. But I, what I did is I didn't go to the bars because of that. If people want to pay for that, then let them go for it. I mean, I, I think it's stupid. I would never do that. I think people, I think people react and you know, with their actions. If you're going to, you know, if it's ridiculous and don't do it. And that's kind of what I think about like kind of everything. Like if people are offended with the Redskins that don't like the Washington Redskins, then don't go to their games or stuff like, like re, let your actions do. You like the talk. I think it's kind of like how that. I always go to things. So um, anyway, back to this, but yes, Pat, do I think it's ridiculous that they charge $200? Yes. I think it's stupid. Uh, but so here you go. Um, Tanzania, basically, uh, their tax system is behind the times. Um, they charge a lot of money in Dar es Salaam, which is kind of their economic capital. And 90% of it comes from that city. And they need to, uh, basically, the issue here is that they need to uh, kind of meet the demands of the incoming companies. Otherwise, they're going to stop coming. So this kind of brings me to a similar thing in the U S just kind of make a comparison here. Um, companies will go to wherever it's cheapest, right? You're going to want to make, you want to make the most amount of money. So you're going to want to make things for the cheapest. So to give you an example in the film world, uh, the movie Chicago, uh, was made a while ago was not Illinois film tax incentive was not around during the filming of the movie Chicago. The movie Chicago was filmed in Toronto. I believe it was, I believe it was filmed in Canada. And so oh, another example here, uh, Empire in filmed in Chicago takes place in New York. Places will go to wherever it's cheapest to go. And when you start taxing a company, you know, a lot like here in Tanzania, they're saying people want to do work in Tanzania, but if the taxes are too high, they're just going to do it somewhere else. Like you might, if you start taxing big corporations for, spots you know like we're going to charge you we're going to charge you a ton of money you're you're going to do their business somewhere else and that's the same thing with like you see all the made in china stuff and people get upset why don't we make the stuff in america why don't we make this stuff it's because it's cheaper to make it and it's a and you're looking at a business like why don't you do something right and they're like we're a business we're making money we're not a person you know mm-hmm. um and I guess it does get confusing because there was that whole argument that corporations are people and like the, there's this whole confusion with that type of thing within the legal system. But anyway, um, you can't you can't treat a company, a big corporation like it's supposed to do the right thing. They're going to do they're going to make stuff for the cheapest that they can and they're going to try to make the most money. So if you start, you know, taxing them and this is like kind of what I was talking about with minimum wage before if you start increasing their costs, they're making less money. And if you started increasing like their tax, that's why tax incentives like Illinois has a film tax incentive. People get, if they film here, they get 30% of it back. And so it's cheaper to film here. So tax incentives are good for businesses. You know, there's arguing that the government needs that money at 30%, but they wouldn't be filming here if they didn't have the 30% back. Anyway, so uh, that's what Tanzania needs to do more things to uh, give breaks to the and this, this is what they're saying in this. The World Bank is urging them to give, you know, some sort of benefits to businesses coming in. Otherwise, people aren't, aren't going to want to do that. Does that, that make somewhat sense to you, Pat? It does. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, that's, uh, that's the Tanzania news there. But uh, I want to talk about cash, Pat. You like using cash a lot. Yes. Yeah. What do you like about cash? Um, just, I like budgeting my money some sense. So I take money out of the bank mm-hmm. cash. This is all you spend this week. Okay. That's why. Okay. Cause they were talking about on free economics podcast, listen to that cash is dying. Yeah. They're talking about some societies are going to, That's completely... how you, they sent me the chip 
Yeah. Oh, you got the chip in yeah, your card? I didn't yeah. ask for it. Yeah, I know. Send it to me. Yeah. I, I know. Remember to, for I a while you didn't have the chip. a certain date. Yeah. Well, it's not. It's, it's very easy to activate. I usually call a number. I, I yeah. Go to, I go to AT, <laughs> ATM like I do all the time. Yeah. But. So. Uh, you know what I don't like about cash though? What's that? It could be easily stolen or misplaced. Yes. Very true. And it's not like a. When I got my credit card stolen, like the second somebody tried to use it, they canceled all the orders and stuff like that. They can't right. do it with the cash. If somebody takes the cash, it's gone. My $2 bill, it's gone. It's a bad, Your $2 bill is gone. What if you had a $2 credit card? What? <laughs> Prepaid. Probably cost more. Prepaid. Yeah, it probably card. would probably cost more. So um, it's a valid point. But yeah, anyway, cash. They're talking about some society is starting to move into a completely cashless society. Um, would you like that? I don't think so. Because in the same sense that it could be stolen, some people still put their money in their mattress just to know where it's at. Yeah. You know, what if something in the system goes down and you don't have any access to your money? Yeah, yeah. You know, I had that happen once, actually. You had somebody somebody put all of your money no, in their mattress? No, I went to my bank and, like, I was going to deposit. I didn't have any money on me. Yeah. Okay, I was going back to Marquette, and there's not my bank anywhere close to Marquette. So I yeah. had to do it when I was home. Yeah. And I went, and their computer system crashed. And so, like... I was like, okay, I was going to use this check to get me through like the next month at school. So whatever, I'll just go to another bank. The, the whole bank just crashed yeah. for like a day. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. And it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. like, okay, the bank crashed, but like I didn't have any real money in my checking account yeah. at the time. I was just doing cash. Yeah. There was nothing I could do about it. No, it's a, that's a valid point. So if there was some way where it just like locked up, you have no physical... Like I, I just always keep like a stack of cash yeah. somewhere. No, like it's always yeah. Maybe a couple hundred bucks or so something. One one of the arguments for getting rid of it was uh the how many illegal things happened with cash. Basically like, you know, some like it's like ninety some crazy number so percent. Crime. crime crime is done with cash. Right. It's non traceable. You know, it's like if I have go if I have a credit card and I'm gonna go buy something, I can't just buy something from a drug dealer credit card. I have record of, yeah, it gets traced. Um, but you have cash, everything gets done with cash. And you know, there's So you think that could maybe like potentially also create a ton of jobs because then they have to trace like every transaction? There would be more tracing. Uh, I would well, say I there's probably like equally that. Yeah, I mean that's that's what the argument against it. I don't want somebody there's, to know that I bought like a bottle of booze and a candy bar on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. I don't want people to know that. That's yeah, for me. That's for you. That's for Pat. That's Pat's booze. Yeah. And Pat's candy bar. That's right. Yeah. So, no, it's, there's argument. It's just an interesting thing because it's kind of, you can see it both ways. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. And then also think, like, say you go for a loan or something yeah. and they're like, yeah, well, we're not going to approve you. You spend all this money on, you know, food you don't need to pay for. Like, yeah. you know, like expensive food yeah. versus you could budget your money better. Yep. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, that's a good point. I wonder how in depth they could go. Yeah, to live. You don't know what my life is like. Yeah. I take care of other people. Yeah, you're buying stuff from gas stations. Yeah, you could be going to expensive gas stations. You're going to cheap gas stations. That's right. Yeah, so <laughs> it's all. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think I like that. No, I. Uh, yeah, I think I think the system now is fine. But like they said, it's just it's just the amount of elite. Like they were talking about how much crime you could cut, how much more difficult crime would be for like you would have to be like a a very intelligent person mm-hmm. with crime to get away with, you know, electronic payments and that kind of thing. It's not like your normal street, you know, guy in the corner selling drugs. It's not. It's going to be a lot more difficult for someone like that. No, that part makes sense. Yeah, yeah, but no, I, I see both. I definitely see both. Like sides illegal of it. weapons. Yeah, couldn't really buy those in a cashless system. Yes. Who's talking about doing this? Um, so. I, I, it was like one of like Sweden or Switzerland. It was one of those countries talking about how they're moving towards that. Mm. And it was actually the first, whatever country it is, it's the first country that actually started using cash currency is now the first one to. That's um, interesting. It might be Denmark. It's one of those European countries. But um, they were the first ones to actually start using cash. And now they're starting to be the first ones to not use it. Um, but they're also working on a, in India, they're working on a system, well, probably a lot of places, but I know they're trying to, use this more in India is a system that right now when you pay for something on a credit card, a debit card, it doesn't go through for like two or three days. Mm-hmm. They're trying to work on an instant, like so that businesses feel more comfortable with it and that kind of thing. Like I actually got that money now. So just another, another little fun fact. So um, it's now November start. No shame, November, no shame, no November. shame, November. Um, I haven't figured out what that entails yet, but 
What are your thoughts, Pat? You have no shame posting a picture of you with a mustache and a tucked-in shirt. Yeah. It's no shame. Yeah, yeah, my Narcos picture. Big hit, big hit. Uh, somewhat big hit. People that knew what it was enjoyed it a lot. Other people, I just wore my DEA hat, so they thought it was a DEA agent. So. Speaking of no it, shame, yeah. Yeah. really quick, bitch what? I said bitch. Bitch what? Bitch, 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 bitch what? I said bitch what? Bitch, 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 bitch. You said bitch? Yeah. You know what says? Nothing says sexy. Like a girl dressing up like a poop emoji on Halloween. I saw four poop emojis on my timeline. Four Four girls. Oh my god! And I just—I don't understand. You need to relate something to something, and when I see poop, I think about poop. (laughs) That's weird. That's a weird. I just don't understand what the thought was behind that. Yeah. So yeah. Bitch, what? Short and sweet, Pat. Short and sweet. I agree. I was going to talk more about it, but you know what? The more I think about it, I'm just going to complicate things. Yeah, it's 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 uh yeah not it's weird because that's so opposite of a typical female Halloween. Well, that's what outfit. I was going to yeah. say. Everyone's sensitive now. Like girls are expected to dress up kind of you know I, I don't know, pro- provocative. I yeah. guess the word is. Yeah. You know, and I guess there's there's like a lot of girls who are like, you know, I think it's a shame that they're doing that. But everyone's always like, you need to be yourself and express yourself. Like some people yeah. just like to I express themselves like that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's interesting. Now, granted, I don't really talk to any of these people. So yeah. there might be a backstory as to why they're a piece of poop for all. Yeah. The poop emoji <laughs> to more get into it, I guess yeah. you could say. Yeah. People are emojis for Halloween now. Yeah. <laughs> it is so weird. It, it is emojis. so weird. I'm sure there was like, you know, you know, 80 years ago, there's people being like uh, a typewriter or something, you know, somewhere more relevant to the times. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. But you can imagine. Do so you think the problem is the emojis or the poop? I, uh, why would you want to go as a piece of poop I for Halloween? I, I think the issue is more the poop. If somebody was, yeah, I think it's more the piece of poop. Yeah. I don't like people dressing up as textual characters i guess you could say yeah no i mean you and me are not big emoji fans in general but hey if poop expresses yourself (laughs) that's weird so uh, you got anything else here pat uh no nothing too important okay good yeah then we'll save the non-important stuff for later when it's even less important or maybe it'll become more important as the day goes on i had in my notes good d bears yeah, piece of poop. <laughs> <laughs> we covered all that. So, uh, email us show chubstep.podcast at gmail.com. Tweet us at chubsteppodcast. Um, and then uh, rate the show on iTunes. We love the iTunes reviews because then it makes Pat smile. Yeah. Make me smile, guys. Make your smile, guys. And he'll Snapchat you a picture of a smile. Um, selfie. A selfie. <laughs> if you write a good review. So, uh, thank you for tuning in. New episodes every Thursday and Thank you for telling a friend. I'm not even going to tell you to tell a friend. I'm at thank you for telling a friend. And the show's ended. Now you know you got to go. Peace. This is Yasin.